The Table 40 podcast with Matt and Leslie Holiday is presented by Sports Spectrum and the Sports Spectrum Podcast Network. For more shows and stories on the intersection of sports and faith, check out sportsspectrum.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Table 40. Matt and Leslie here. Uh, today's uh, special guest, Chris and Jill Davis. Chris has played for the Baltimore Orioles, the Texas Rangers. I think just two, right? Those two? That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, all-star, silver slugger, hit 50 homers once. Once? Once. Yeah. I mean, once. that's, that's I, No, I was just – I didn't want to shortchange him if it had been <laughs> twice. I couldn't – I hit 47 I knew in 15 and was robbed five times. So – so roughly, so really 50, 50 twice. So roughly. 52 on that one. Yeah, I don't claim it, though. I will. I'll claim it for you. So 250 home. <laughs> um, we really appreciate you guys coming on. I feel like we, we should have played together or we could have played together. You played at Texas one year or one semester, I think, when my dad was there. Not even. Not even. I was there for, like, a hot minute. Okay, so you played, for, played around my dad for a minute. Um, but we used to have good conversations at first base, you know, I felt like we were, we got along well, um, felt like we should have played together at some point, but we never did. Um, anyways, thanks for coming on guys. Thanks for, uh, making some time. You guys are super busy with twins and kids and stuff. So we appreciate it. Thanks for having us. All right. We always ask this question. We want to know how you guys met. So, Jill, usually the girl story is better than the boy story. More accurate, usually. Yes. <laughs> we met through a mutual friend. Yeah. Chris played um, baseball against Zach in high school and then uh -huh. with him at Navarro. And after Navarro, Zach went to OU, which is where I went. And um, Zach introduced us in 2009. Yeah. I was with the Rangers, and we, we must have had an off day. Um, but I, I basically was like, hey, dude, let's go grab some dinner. And, you know, do you know, do you know any people around here? Like, I, I don't yes, want to go just with girls. a bunch of dudes. Yeah. Like, you know, any awesome girls? girls? And he's like, yeah, I know uh, I know some girls from, from OU that live in, in Dallas. And I was like, yeah, see what they're doing. And so we went to dinner and I was just, I knew as soon as I saw her, I was like, what's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was a little hesitant. <laughs> yeah. And I was. Just because of the baseball thing, but. When I, I was typical, my typical, like, smart aleck self, and she was just giving it right back to me, and I'm like, all right, here we go. So um, we we hung out for, man, I don't know. A few months, and then when we went to spring training, we kind of fizzled out, and yeah. then we officially started dating. That was, We met in either August or September. We officially started dating in May. The next year. Yeah. And then we, I proposed to you that, that off season, I didn't yeah. wait very long. It didn't, I was at the point in my life where I'm like, you know what? I need to settle down. I, I'm done with this, just like big league lifestyle of always being on the go and never really having anybody at home that, um, you know, that you could lean on or anything like that. And I was just, I was, I was ready. So I didn't waste any time. And I, we flew to Maui. I, I like surprised her with this random trip to Maui. And I'm like, Hey, I know that you think something's going to happen in Maui, but it's not. Yeah. Well, because I was trying to throw her off the track. I, I was like, why are we going to Maui for New Year's? Like, he, he was just done playing in the DR yeah. winter ball. 
and hadn't been home much that off season. I'm like, why don't we just hang out with our friends for New Year's? Why are we going to Maui? And I went to eat when we were packing. I went to eat with one of my friends. And she she's like, do you think he's going to propose? And I was like, I think I, I do. I think he might. And she knew. And she totally threw me off. Or she I, she wrote you. I, t- I like, talked to her. Knows. Yeah. I talked to her before. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, crap. You know, and she said, she's like, she knows. She knows. She thinks that, like, that you're going to do it in Maui. And I'm like, I, I can't wait to, like, lie to her for the first time and just be like hey don't worry uh what you think is gonna happen in Maui isn't and well, then he did perfect I mean he, he was like so something was supposed to be ready the ring something yeah. was supposed to be ready it's not ready yet so I don't want you to be disappointed you know if you think that something's gonna happen it's not gonna happen I was like oh okay and then the first night there he proposed yeah. and I'm like I didn't even fix my hair after this flight like I thought you said you weren't gonna do this oh. <laughs> Where at? We got engaged in Maui as well. Um, Grand Wailea. Grand Wailea. The little chapel? No, we went went cabana. So the first night we got there, I did that. We did the cabana private dinner on the beach. Oh, okay. We we did the little chapel right there on the deal. We were way younger than you guys probably were. (laughs) I couldn't afford... We weren't staying there. We just borrowed the chapel. We were actually with his parents. We were <laughs> nice. We were staying at the Marriott down the way, but I'd spotted this deal, and and uh, that's that's crazy. Probably yeah. a few feet apart. Yep. That's yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Good marriages start in Maui. Start in Maui. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Have yeah. y'all been back? We, we have. Did. We yeah. went back. We want to go. Yeah, we went back. In. That was a while ago, though. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah. The kids was just Jackson and Ethan, right? We just had two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it. it uh, obviously a beautiful place beautiful place yeah we want to we want to go back for this uh, year it's our 10-year anniversary and we want to go back so we're trying to figure that out with everything that's going on right now yeah yeah that's tough all right jill so you went to ou and i won't hold that against you that's sorry i don't either (laughs) it was so fun two great schools i mean you know but you're from texas and yes right and you went to ou so talk to me a little bit about college. We talked before we hit record that Matt and I get this neat opportunity to, to you know, invest in the lives of college kids. And I think college is such a neat time in someone's life. And so what was your college experience like? I, I was kind of living for myself in college. <laughs> I was like, like Chris said, just the whole, he was living the whole big league lifestyle. And I was just, I was cheering and, meeting people going out having fun and I didn't have um like you were talking about I I think that bible study y'all do for college age kids is so great Mm -hmm. I I wish that would have been somewhere around that I could have done that and um or at least kind of started hearing and learning sooner because I I grew up going to church kind of not regularly more like occasionally but I went to young life in high school and didn't I it just I wasn't really changed you know I was still living for myself in college and when Chris and I met we were kind of both at that point where we were we knew like that wasn't it and this isn't this isn't how we want to feel anymore you know and we started going to church together And and that was I was in nursing school when we met I came back to Dallas and lived with my parents for a while while I finished nursing school and that's when we met and we both um just we were ready yeah we were at that point where 
we started going to church, trying to learn, trying to um, grow. Yeah. And, and really learning about what it actually means to walk. And, and I, that was a term that I had heard so much as a kid, but I'm like, what are they talking about? You know, like I didn't understand. Yeah. I, I'm like, I don't even know what they're talking about. And we were both at a point where we knew that we had a foundation. We knew that there, there was something there, but we needed to, um, you know, to grow. And yeah, start being obedient. And like, I, I remember asking myself, like end of college, like, why am I, why am I dressing like this? You know, like, why, why am I listening to this music? Am I, am I doing this because I want to, am I doing this because it's cool? Like I just started having those questions and I feel like I was being nudged, um, just to better, better choices that, you know, God was pulling me closer and I, um, didn't realize what it was then I realized later. And it's just so cool to, to see how he was kind of pursuing me when I was just doing my own thing. That's good. I mean, you said a couple of things I think is really, really key when we talk about the Christian faith is like learning how to be obedient and learning what it means to like walk with Jesus. And I think that that I'm with you, Chris, like when I was younger and people would say that, like, um, are you going to allow Jesus to be the Lord of your life? Are you going to walk with him? I'd be like, what? I don't, I don't understand these terms. And so I remember thinking that exact same thing as a young person. And still, I think we need to work on our communication with younger believers because it does sound a little, a little bizarre, but I think that I love what you said. I think the, the further, the closer Jesus gets in my life or, or the more, I guess, um, proximity I allow him to have in my life, I do want to become more obedient. It's a weird thing how that, how that relationship works. (laughs) Yeah, it's, but it's awesome. I mean, and the the cool thing for me was just looking back how like aggressively God pursued me, you know, and it's like that to me is such like an awesome feeling. And it, it really gives you, um, I don't know, an idea of how special each and every person is, you know, it's like, man, the God of the universe, like literally pursued me when I was not pursuing him. So, and that same thing, it, it makes you want to um, draw closer to him and, and I don't know, live in the light. All right. So I read on your Wikipedia page, cause that's how I do my research. <laughs> uh, 2010, it says on your Wikipedia was, is when you really gave your yeah. life to Jesus and that that was a life-changing year, season of your life. Um, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I was um, I was raised in the Baptist church and a lot like Jill. I, we, we went pretty consistently when I was young, when I was super young. Um, I gave uh, my life to Christ when I was six. I mean, that's really, really, really young. So um, I would say that I, I was a believer, but I didn't realize and I didn't understand the walk. And that wasn't until 2010 when I, I, we were actually in the World Series. So we're, I was with the Rangers, I'd gotten called up, um, been sent down, kind of rode the, the AAA train back and forth for about two years in 2009 and 2010. And I just got, I was left off the um, postseason roster with Texas and I was a taxi squad guy. So I was basically sitting there watching the World Series. And after game one, we got, demolished 
Cliff Lee pitched. Um, he was supposed to be like our ace. We, we got beat game one. I went back to the hotel and, and I remember just laying in bed thinking like, is this it? You know, like, is this, is this all that there is? And, and even if, if I had um, success at the big league level, if we won the world series, if everything like what's next. And I just got to the point where I really, I don't, I don't want to say I was hopeless, but I, I felt helpless. And so I, I was like, I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to continue to pursue baseball as a God. I don't want it to run my life. And so I made a, made a decision that night and I actually called her uh, and told her, I was like, look, I want, um, I want to start like living for God and not for myself and start actively um, pursuing him. And I want to do that with you. And so that was, for me, that gave me the freedom not only to um, enjoy baseball, but really to, to grow as, um, as a baseball player and as a man and understand that at the end of the day, it's just a game. And I think it took a lot of the pressure that I put on myself off and allowed me to, to actually have some success. So, um, That's yeah, what I was going to say, like, how did that, was that an immediate change, like with your teammates, like how you approached your day-to-day -day at the baseball field? What, what kind of impact did that have on, on your day-to-day and as far as just your interaction with the guys and, and how you approach the game? So I, I was I was going to chapel. I was going to Bible studies. Um, I remember in 2010, we hired Clint Hurdle as our hitting coach. And you played for Hurdle in um, Colorado. And it's like, this dude is loud. He is like he, aggressive, you know, but he is, for me, it was like a a joy to be around because I'm like, man, this guy's got some energy. And so we had these Bible studies in spring training and I loved it. I mean, spring training for me um, is it, such a fun time because you have all the, the guys in one place and you, you actually have like a normal life somewhat um, because you don't have to be at the ballpark until midnight. But I saw, so, I mean, I was going to Bible study and, and, um, and chapel. I think the biggest change for me uh, was with Josh Hamilton and David Murphy. So that was when I really um, kind of just started hanging on their coattails. And we had hung out quite a bit um, when I was up, but th they were two guys that I just really respected as Christians and and was really curious to pick both of their brains. And they, Josh has such a different approach than David. David is very like um, calm and very just like, uh, calculated how he talks and Josh is like very direct so it was for me I don't think there was a, a huge change um, I, I not right away I think it took a while I think in 2011 was probably when guys started noticing it more David Murphy actually came out in spring training and said like made a comment about how different I looked and there was just like a maturity and and like a piece that I didn't have in the past so um, it took some work and, and honestly, you know, the battle, I mean, baseball tries to creep back in and, and grab your attention in a number of ways. And it's, it's a constant, um, conscious effort to make sure that, that, that doesn't happen. So. That's good. Jill. So when you got that phone call from Chris that night, how'd that make you feel? And that's kind of, as a woman, like, that's a good thing to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I was, um, it is. I mean, I think he was, at that time, you were, you know, you weren't 
real happy about the situ- the baseball situation. And that was kind of weighing on you. And it felt like a weight off and I felt excited and, um, yeah, I, I was, I was really proud of him for, um, you know, choosing that, choosing to focus on that perspective rather than, you know, it's hard your identity his whole life has been in baseball and he, here he is, like, he doesn't know what the rest of his career is going to look like. And he feels like he's up and down and now he's being left off the roster and there's nothing I can do to like change their, their yeah, mind, or... change how they feel about me, whether they want me up or whether they're going to keep me just in AAA to <laughs> forever. Yeah. Um, and for him choosing to focus on what's important, what's like it, eternally important, yeah. not just, it could have gone a um, lot know, of baseball's fleeting, you yeah. know, and, and for you to realize that then I thought was a big deal and um, very mature for that age. Yeah, that's Thank good. You. We were talking about this the other day, Matt, I, I had this opportunity to officiate a wedding, which it may be my last wedding. I don't know. I got really nervous and I don't, I mean, so it might be my last wedding. Hopefully it's Kelby and Shelby's last wedding. <laughs> but anyway, um, but it's, it's really cool to see couples like where a man starts to really start to understand the role that God designed for marriage and to take through take that step Chris like saying man this is what we're going to do and I'm going to lead us in this and this is where I want us to go as a couple and and eventually someday and when we're raising our family and I just think that I just think God really cheers us on when when marriages come together like that where the man steps in and says no this is where we're going and this is what's important and baseball is a beautiful gift from the Lord and, and no doubt about it. Like, I think all the four of us would all agree that baseball has been an amazing gift, even on the bad days, the, the community that we've been a part of and the relationships that we've had, it's such a, it's such a blessing, but I think it's really cool when we can get to a place in our faith where it's more of an accessory instead of just the whole prize, you know, yeah. and yeah. I love hearing you say that. And I just think that had to have been really neat that day for you, Jill, to be like, cause it's, it's a relief as a woman to realize like, oh my gosh, like, yes, his security is going to be in the Lord. It's not going to be in what these guys say about my man because their opinions change like all the time. Yeah. yeah it really like kind of springboarded me. Cause I, I um, hadn't been baptized and that was fall. And I, I felt like it really motivated me to just dive in and not really care what people thought. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm 23 and now I'm just now getting baptized. And I feel like all, everybody has been baptized earlier in their life, but um, I, it like helped me just not, not care about all that, put that aside. and like, this is what's important. And I want, we wanted to start our marriage like that. Like, yeah. Um, I, and I was actually able to be there um, when she was baptized. I was, it was a Sunday. We had a day game um, at home. I was still with the Rangers. I was up. And so I'm like suited up and yeah. got to go like actually be there and stand off to the side and watch her. I was facing awesome. you. Yeah, and it was. Um, I went back to my church and where I grew up. It was, it was really cool. cool. And then I went to the field. But yeah, I feel like it helped. That's really neat. That's really neat. I love that. Okay. So let's transition like into more like the last 10 years, what are eight years, seven, eight years. 
talk to me. I, I find it fascinating. Like what have been your favorite parts of baseball in your career and maybe some of your least favorite parts? I definitely, and this has changed, trust me. Um, I think my favorite thing about baseball is just the fact that you get to meet so many people from so many different walks of life and just the relationships that um, you develop. And I mean, I'll, I'm always, I'll always be a clubhouse guy. Like I love um, the old club, you know, old school clubhouse, just hanging out, playing cards, um, being around the guys. And that to me, that's something that you just can't, you can't get that anywhere else. And um, everybody that I've talked to that has played baseball and, um, and is no longer playing and said that's the one thing that they really miss the most is, is just being around the guys. So um, obviously the, uh, the all-star game was pretty cool. Uh, the derby was cool, even though I kind of wish I could come back and done it differently. Um, the one now, uh, right? The way they do it now is the way I wish they would have done it then where you can just swing at everything. Yes. Yeah, because back I, I I wasn't picky enough with the pitches. No. Yeah, I, I, needed, I needed it where you can swing at everything. Like now I'm jealous. I'm like, oh, this I would have done better in this format. No he doubt. said that when we're watching it this year. He's like, I'd have done better. This is it. This <laughs> yeah. is it, man. I could swing for what we do every day. Days. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to um, decide if it's a good one to hit out or not. Well, and I remember getting up to the plate and looking down the first base line. And I mean, I'm yeah. a left-handed hitter and I'm, I'm sitting right there sitting right there like little kids families and i'm like, like yeah. is nobody gonna like shield them or you know like what if i like spin on one so um yeah but um back to what you're asking <laughs> I, I definitely think the uh the derby and the, the all-star game because that was that was a dream that i had as a kid you know and um and leading the big leagues in in home runs um twice to me was a big deal because that's just something that, that was those were goals that I had you know even from my childhood but um man I, some of my like best memories in baseball are not even at the field you know and like that, they're yeah. a conversation that I had at a hotel with you know somebody or um I, I just thought about our time at the hospital and yeah those are my favorite times like in life like outside of our family um the just really cool opportunities that baseball has given us to give back and to do really cool things for like really awesome organizations yeah. and go on that compassion trip. Like I know that wasn't baseball, but we wouldn't have had that opportunity a, yeah. without baseball. And they were introduced um, to so us through special. baseball and the, going to the extra innings and doing that stuff with those kids. And like, just, we used to go to um, uh, this like little urban baseball complex and just hang out and like basically walk around in my jersey which was kind of weird at the time but you know like just peek in at games and stuff like that so I mean it was that to me is probably what I love the most and what I'm going to miss the most about it yeah that's um, good so you guys got engaged in Maui like we did and um you also have a big passion for the children's hospital like Matt and I did too. We that was when when you said that, Jill. That really, I mean, we're going to be best friends at the end of this conversation because <laughs> we have a lot of the same. Our journeys are very similar. But I think that I agree with what you said. Like, there's been nothing more rewarding than our partnership in St. Louis with Cardinal Glennon, and it seems like that is something that's very important to y'all too. Yeah, that's really cool. 
yeah, I'm, I'm a nurse and just going up there, I miss, I miss working and, um, just going up there and being in a hospital makes me feel happy and excited. And then just getting to like interact with the, the families and the kids and just see their faces light up when they see him. And we've brought some other players up there for different yeah. events. And th that's my favorite thing that we've gotten to experience through baseball. I, I, games really don't even come to mind that much, no, which I, is crazy. Um, it is a couple, but I, I remember a few games, but <laughs> you remember every yeah. pitch from every game, I feel like. But you, you enter, you go into this, you know, we go into the hospital with this like mindset to serve and we leave and it's like, man, I feel like I, I got more of a reward or um I got more out of that than they did you know I'm like I feel awesome right yeah, now it's and it's it, like the kids that we've had an opportunity to meet and and get to know and uh, become friends with their families are like the most unbelievable kids like to have some of the stuff going on that they do and just to be like as resilient and happy as they are it makes you it definitely makes you um step back and, and realize how, how great God is and how much he is, um, blessed us, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we also can see the faithfulness of the Lord in the valleys. When you sit and you visit with the families and the kids and you just see how consistent God is with us in our journeys, whether we're experiencing those high moments or we're experiencing the valleys. And to me, like, I'm like you, I, we go in, we think we're going to serve and like nail it and just be awesome and then you leave with such gratitude but also just such a confidence in the God that we serve because you see how faithful God is in in just those terribly dark days and um I'm, I'm with you man that's been one of the greatest rewards um for Matt's you know Matt's career and so um <laughs> anyway I love it I used to drag him at the beginning and I was like this is going to be great this is what we're going to do it's going to be awesome and then about two visits in he's like okay I'm with you on this I'll I'll dress up in a costume and go around and so anyway but it was pretty great and then y'all went on a mission trip too right yes that was really, we went to the DR with compassion um we were supposed to go to Africa um off season of 2020 yeah. which of course awesome. didn't happen. We have several compassion kids in Africa and we we're going to try to um, hit them all. Hit them all. And then but that's a funny, so the, the way that we actually got into um, contact with compassion, we started talking about tithing. This is in 2000. This, this was right after we got married and it was, it was important to him. And I was like, what is that? You know, what? Like, I don't remember even hearing about that. And um, at first I was very like, we're, we're giving how much? Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> I just spent way too much on our wedding. Um, I'm, that makes me nervous. I just stopped working and it has been the biggest blessing. Oh I my literally gosh. had to, I got on Charity Navigator and I'm trying to find places um, to that, tithe that other are, than our church right. uh, we were tithing at the village we were trying to spread it out a little bit yeah and um we I, I sponsored a child we picked a a child so first we got one first <laughs> we got one and then i'm like well i got a little girl and then we were like let's 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 do the bo a boy too oh look and then, there's another one oh look and we had like 11 and so i got 
I, I can't. I see their faces. I just can't. So one of um, <laughs> one of the people at, at Compassion was like, I've got to reach out. You know, th this this family has like we have 13, 13 kids, you know, and he's like, you know, we're, we're really grateful and thankful. And, you know, like this is awesome. But most people sponsor like, you know, one or two, maybe three kids. And he's like, you have like a, a lot. And he's like, we're just kind of curious, like, do you want to do anything on a bigger scale? Do you want to be more involved? You know, we kind of want to get to know you. And so then we, um, we got to actually started meet doing some bigger projects yeah. too. When we got to meet some of the people that work for, yeah. for compassion and, and, um, the trip was really to go and see the hands and feet, you know, I mean, we had been, um, faithful from, from home, but we hadn't been able to go see any of this stuff. So we actually got to see the people that were like foot soldiers and, and putting in all the hard work. They and it, that was awesome. And it was awesome be also because, I had played there, so we were going back to um, San Pedro, which is where I played. It was it was pretty pretty special. Awesome, it's cool. That's really, really cool. neat. We need to. That's on our list of things to to do. Well, COVID. Maybe we'll go with you. Maybe we'll go with yeah. you next time you guys go. Yeah. What so, we're going to Africa for sure. I mean, I know it got postponed, but it's happened. That would be amazing. Yeah. And then would you go, would you mix a safari in on this trip or is it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're going to try. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that would be, I mean, that'd yeah. be kind of fun. I want to ride a lion, but I might have to settle for like an elephant. Yeah. Maybe an elephant walking by a lion. Yeah. yeah. We're going to sit in those carts with the high up. With the yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little higher. Oh, that's good. I like that a lot. Okay, so how so now you guys are you you're rehabbing from an injury. Yeah. That's hard, huh? Hip surgery. It, it just it sounds so old, you know, that I had my hip done. But uh yeah, I mean I had a torn labrum in my left hip and I was having all these issues in my lower back. And I thought about you actually because I remember all of the just lower back stuff and the back issues. And when you're a bigger guy and you rotate with as much force as as many times as we do there's going to be some some damage and i was having knee problems and i've never had knee problems on my um, left side my back was killing me and in spring training uh, it was actually the first game uh, in spring training my second at bat i was dh that day and the whole morning i was like god man i'm so stiff and in sarasota our weight room and cage are not close to the field i mean you, it's a hike so I'm literally like running back and forth between um, at bats, like rolling out my back and just moving around and trying to stay loose. And I hit a ball into right center field straight up into the wind. And I took two steps out of the box and it felt like my lower half was on fire. And I'm like, uh, I couldn't like, I was trying to go and I couldn't. Um, so I had to see the spine specialist. It was a long process, but it, it turns out that it was all stemming from the torn labrum in my left hip. Wow. So it actually was kind of a relief to find out that something was going on because the last few years I've just been like, I don't know, you know, like why I don't, why I'm not able to do this one thing that I've done my whole life and I, I couldn't put, um, put it all together. So yeah, I'm rehabbing. I, I, it's a, technically it's a six month full recovery for um, an athlete. So I just started running actually yesterday or two days ago um, with 
are jogging at 60% of my body weight for like a minute. How does it feel? Like, does it, it feel awesome. like, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, the day after my surgery, I got up and I was on crutches and just like standing up on crutches and feeling like it felt like my hip would, it didn't feel like my, my leg was just hanging there anymore. Like, it felt stable. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. holy cow. And I couldn't even put weight on it before that. It just felt like my leg was like either out of socket and just kind of hanging there or it was like dead and it wasn't a good feeling, but it feels awesome now. That's exciting. I can't wait to swing. Yeah, I can't wait to swing. That is exciting. That's awesome. All right. Ask them our. All right. So at the end, we ask our tough question. This is a real tough one. Oh, no. Here we go. Table 40 is the name of the podcast. So the reason we named it that is we used to like, like you guys, we used to have people at, over at our house all the time to have dinner and sit around and fellowship and just talk, get to know people. So if you get to pick six or seven people to have at your table, who are they and what are you going to eat? Family's already there. Can't bring family. It's got to be. We've had a lot of random answers, but anything goes. Anything goes. I mean, Live, can we have like, dead. is Jesus like, he can oh, come. Totally yeah, come. sure. Totally. Okay. He can come. Okay. A lot. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, there's our number one. I, I mean, I want to. I have a name in my head. And I don't know why, but it just kind of popped up. Abraham Lincoln. You're the second person that said Abraham Lincoln. A, a, a big, a big guest at Table Forty. Yeah. <laughs> what about? Um, I mean, I'm thinking like. Oof. Like. I don't know if I want Paul at our table. Why? Because I just feel like he would cast such a big shadow on everyone else. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe not a Jesus. Maybe not a Jesus. <laughs> But it's like, all right, Paul's here. Like, th this is the epitome of what it looks like to do it the right way. Like, I love reading anything written by Paul. I yeah, like he's got to be there. All right, we'll put Paul <laughs> by you. How about teammates? Um, Any old teammates that you want there? Yeah. Oh, uh, what? What? Who? Josh. Like, Josh and David for me. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think, man. I've had some like awesome teammates, but I don't know if they'd be. They can make the list. I don't know if they can make the list for table 40. <laughs> um, man. I want to go back to like Ooh, the good old days with the Orioles and just like watch a game again with those girls. With we, had such a, we had such a good group. Like... My grandfather, my, um, my mom's dad. Papa would definitely be there. I mean, we could keep going. What do we eat? What, yeah. what's, the, what's the meal? Oh, steak. Meat <laughs> and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. All right. Well, I mean, is there a steak from somewhere? Are you making it? Where's the best steak? Where's this? I mean, if Jesus is there, I mean. Let him cook it. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of like, let him, you know. Let him bless it. Um, he might bring small fish, though, and bread. So he's, Yeah, he's more, more of a fish guy. I like bread. Uh, who else? That's like asking. Are you making it? I mean, what's your skills? No, I mean, the best steaks he are the ones it. that someone else cooks. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> he, he does a good job. He like urinated in the fridge for a while. And oh, I do, do it right. Oh yeah, here's our other question that we've been trying out on people. So here we go. If you were to witness one miracle in the Bible, what would it be and why? 
Oof. Oh, I know. What's yours? Go ahead. No, you go first. Raising Lazarus, Lazarus yeah. from the dead. I mean, how can you? Yeah. That's not Someone that literally that. going from dead to life right in front of your eyes. Like, yep. I yep. was going to say um, uh, Peter walking on water. Yeah, that's a good one. It's mm. a good one. That, like, I don't know nowadays with all the like technology that we have and like cinematography, it's like, yeah, but see it and be like, yeah, whatever. It's know? like, it's just like two inches of water. There's no chance. Yeah, come on, dude. What are you standing on? <laughs> Yesterday at this house, we're staying at, there's a tanning ledge in the back of the pool. Normally it's like in the front. And our oldest had swam over there and then she was standing. And Chris was like, what is she, what is she standing on? And I'm like, <laughs> that's amazing. Hot, hot water, babe. What do you think? We're doing it right. We're doing something right. <laughs> That was funny. That's amazing. Those are good. Those are good. I like it. Well, we really appreciate y'all. Yeah, thanks for coming, coming on. on. This has been fun. Thank you for listening to Table 40 with Matt and Leslie Holiday, part of the Sports Spectrum Podcast Network. For more stories on sports intersecting with faith, visit sportsspectrum.com.